right, so welcome along everyone to another episode of Championship Drill with myself, with Phil, with Jerry. A uh, lot of goals, a lot of goals yesterday. Uh, did you enjoy the games, the highlights, everything that went on yesterday? Loved yeah. it. Friday night was immense. I, I actually watched football Friday night as well, like, um, and you know, it was great, absolutely great, great weekend of football, and more to come. Yeah, it was, it was actually, you know, it was me, we'll talk about later, but Millwall scored four goals, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. madness. Shock. Absolute madness. Um, we usually, at the start of the show, we talk about something, but so much happened yesterday, we'll just go into the games, yeah. and we'll talk about them as they come up throughout the games, because it had everything yesterday, from a goalkeeper sitting down against the post and being stretched up to, like you said, Millwall scoring four goals, there's a lot happened. We'll start, I suppose, you talked about there, Jerry, on Friday night. Um, wasn't the best game to watch in some ways, but I think if you're like a fan of football, Swansea's game plan just absolutely stifled Norwich. Yeah. They just stopped Cantwell playing. Benita wasn't there. Are you with a goal that Krull will not want to see again right before halftime? Uh, and then Hora him with his third and three games, and he's been some some signing for them with a great, great <clears throat> he's been an unbelievable signing. How did you uh, how did you feel watching this one? Did you like once they were two 0 up? Did you feel that was it, or did yeah. you think Norwich? I did actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just I said it before the game. I, I predicted Swansea to win. I actually think I predicted them to win two 0 as well. I could be wrong, but I think I did. But they're, they're fantastic. They look so dangerous, and and we're watching, you know, the likes of Norwich crumble a small bit, like, uh, you know, boom, like, it's yeah. just teams that have been on the top all season that are kind of crumbling, and I, I reckon Swansea, they'll definitely finish in the top six, but I have a sneaky feeling, lads, that they will get a top two spot. They could. Yeah, I mean, this to get into the top two, this was a big win for them, because if they'd lost this one, there'd have yeah. been, like, a, a gap between them and Norwich again, but no, they win their game in hand, they go above Norwich, and then Norwich could be the team who are playing catch up. They could be third. Yeah, I'm actually worried about Norwich right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cookie, yeah. Cookie's hitting blanks, you know. Um, Conor Horry, like to, to get Conor in when they did, it was probably the best deal in the championship. If you ask me, lads, like he Villa or like, Villa are fifth or they're sixth, and oh maybe they're a small but low. But to, to get yeah. Conor in, and he's got three and three. Yeah. It, Immaculate, like he's playing that kind of key role there in the middle of the park. But like Kyle Locked in Ryan Bennett, lads, they're serious defenders for Swansea. Um, IU is just a legend, yeah, because it's showing a lot of loyalty. Like J- Jamal Lowe is a good player, but they just look very dangerous. They, they they look like the old Swansea that we know. Um, and as I said, they're um, they're really pushing up that table. And I reckon if they get into a position where they're they're in that you know top two, which is on the brink. I personally reckon it'll take a lot to knock them out. They've had a lot of heartbreak the last couple of seasons, but I really believe Swansea will be very hard to beat now going I want to make a bold prediction and say Brentford, Swansea, automatic. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's probably not what the other teams want to hear because, you know, you'd imagine Norwich would beat most of the other teams in the playoffs. But you never know. It depends. They're not scoring goals at the moment, and that's going to be the biggest like thing. No, no goals about. in five or something. Yeah. It's 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 crazy amount. Um, I think they really, really do miss Benita when he's not there. Because a mad stat is that um, in the last year, I think it is, or since he came to Norwich, actually, 
he's created more chances than any other player in English football. Yeah, that, yeah. And to not have him in your team for a couple of games was, you know, going to struggle. It's it's like, I mean, there's always that one player, Steve, as you know, that can make that difference. Someone that can switch it on, if, you know, over the years, you know, Overmares, you know, like Gerard, you know, Henri. He's that player for them. And when they see he's not on that team, I suppose it, it affects him a small bit, you know, because he's just that good. Yeah, it is. And, and it's like one of those, if a team decides, look, we're going to try and stop him playing, so we'll put two players near him, then that gives Cantwell so much space to do what he does. And that's what makes Norwich so dangerous yeah. when yeah. they're both in the team. But uh, when one of them is missing, it becomes a bit easier to play against Norwich. And yeah. Swansea, like you said, Jerry, so good at the back. They were oh. just able to come up with a game plan and, and they just stuck to it, tried to hit hit the Norwich on the break, which they did a couple of times. Well, they did the, for the, the Horahan goal anyway. The, the first one was from a corner, but... Yeah. yeah. They're, they're fantastic. And, and, and look, the, the goal difference just speaks for itself. Like, I think they're on 20 goal difference, and I think Brentford are 24, 25. They're scoring goals. Norwich are kind of... I think their goal difference is a lot lower. Um, you have the game in hand with Brentford, so... You know, when, when they play them games in hand, we, we could see Norwich drop to number three or number four, you know. And, and I reckon if Swansea and Brentford get into that position, yet again, it'll be very hard to knock these lads out, you know. It's it's getting really exciting, I must say. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We move on then to the second game, which was Coventry and Watford. And I know after the game, when they lost to QPR, their manager, Watford's new manager, who Phil boldly predicted is going to be sacked this week. Yeah. Uh, and he could be. Um, yeah. But he promised they'd be better, and they really weren't. I think Deeney had a header in the second half, and that was about it for Watford going forward. Coventry yeah. had the better chances. Biano, Hammer, and O'Hare had a great shot on the run. And O'Hare, again, he's just, he was brilliant again yesterday. Yeah. But Coventry will probably be disappointed they didn't win this one. Yeah, Watford was shocking. You know, um, and. Um, so Deeney hit the bear right once. Yeah, I think that was, that was about it. That was as good as it got for them. And like I said, Biano, I think, fired wide hammer, hit one at the goalkeeper, O'Hare cut inside once, a nice shot in his left foot that the keeper got down well to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, O'Hare as well, just to combine there with hammer for another chance as well. That was really, really nice interplay between the two of them. Yeah. And I don't know, O'Hare the last few weeks is just like he was at the start of the season, doing really, really well for them. And we, we, we have looked into it. He does qualify to play for Ireland. He is only 22 years of age. Yeah. And I think he has talked in the past that he'd be willing to come and play for Ireland. So, yeah. The internationals coming up, surely he has to be someone they have a chat with. Yeah. 100%. News talk were actually on about it yesterday, Steve. They were on about him and they were on about Gary, sorry, Philip Neville's son. Um, yeah. And obviously, they reckon that, like, obviously, Phil Neville's son, if he does make that break, oh, like he'll end up playing with England. But uh, O'Hare will, will offer Ireland. And that's, that's yeah. a huge boost for um, Stephen that's Kenny. It. Now is the time to make the move. Massive. Like, he reminds me, even though they played in different roles at this age of their career, um, he reminds me of Wes Houlihan. Houlihan obviously started out as a winger in the League of Ireland yeah. before he kind of moved into that number 10 role. But they're very similar in the way they're just so neat and tidy on the ball and their vision to be able to pick a pass. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, 22 years of age, he is going to be a massive coup for Ireland. So Huge. Massive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that as I said, the Watford manager could get to sack today. He could be having his Sunday roast and yeah, that's it, that's it. Um, yeah, 
And I think uh, listening to Nigel Pearson talking about taking the Watford job and saying, look, he knew what he got himself into. He knows the reputation of the club. And, you know, managers know that they're under real pressure there, that they could be gone at any moment. Yeah. And that, that can't be easy to, to manage under, I'd say. No. That if you go on a bad run of form, you're just thinking, well, I'm going to be gone anyway. And I don't know if the motivation there then to turn things around. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they shouldn't really drop out of that top six, to be honest. Like, I think they're still three, four points clear. Um, they're doing well, yeah. But the worrying thing is their home form, you know, which has really, really been very, very good. And their away form has just been bad. That if the home form now starts to drop, yeah, that's where they could be in trouble. Yeah. That's it. No, they, no, they were really bad yesterday. Very poor. And that's two games in a week they haven't been good in. Yeah. So we'll see when they improve. It's worrying times, though, because as you say, if Watford don't make that top six, that's when they're dismantled. That's when they like to try Dini, Sarah. They're losing three or four big boys. You know, now, Watford and West Brom are always bankers to go back up into the Premier League. They're probably the most consistent to get relegated and come back up. But Watford will lose two or three big names yeah. if they if don't come more. up. If not that's more. the problem. Yeah. Those, those teams that are sitting in the playoffs at the moment can count themselves lucky. But some of the chasing pack, like Blackburn, has slipped up a couple of times recently. Middlesbrough haven't won in six or something like that. Stoke yeah. hasn't won in ten. You know, those teams are still hanging outside the playoffs, but their form hasn't been great. If like Stoke or Middlesbrough had picked up like two or three more wins. Yeah. You know, which they haven't done. So they can count themselves lucky. One team that were very close to dropping out, and one we'll come on to next. Obviously, Barnsley Derby, that game was postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Derby seem to be finding all the waterlogged pitches this week. Bournemouth um Birmingham. This was this was a strange, strange game. Yeah. Uh, watched a lot of the highlights of it. Birmingham absolutely hammered them early on. Yeah. And so Chances. I think was it Cook cleared one off the line with a header. Yeah, yeah. You know there was there was a, a couple of scrambles in the box, and eventually then Hogan, you know, tapped in after Gardner. Good work from him to get it in. What a mistake and, by the keeper. Yeah. yeah, it was it was horrific, absolutely horrific. Again, that's isn't it two in a week now that he's after the one that just rolled under him midweek as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so that that's got to stick with him. Uh, will share that Begovic course and goal for, for Bournemouth. And, you know, he's a lot of experience. You don't expect him to make those mistakes every week. But no. um, Jack Wilshire then kind of took the game with his scruffed neck somewhat. Good, good run for Dan Juma. But, you know, he still left Dan Juma with a bit to do, cut inside and a great finish. Yeah. Again, you know, it wasn't hit that hard. The keeper will be a bit disappointed. I think his positioning wasn't the best, but. Yeah. There you go. Then Wilshire with a, a really nice headed goal. He just sent it back across the other way. I think he fooled the keeper completely. Who thought he was going to head it down? Yeah. And uh, it's yeah, a nice yeah, header. He reads nice the game header. so well. He reads yeah. the game so well, and it's fair to say it was the Wilshire show in this game. Um, it was. It was. And obviously for for Bournemouth, he's still coming back. He hasn't played a lot of football, so he's still only going to be getting the 60, 65 minutes most games. Until he gets that fitness up fully again. Still a bench yesterday, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they 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 conceded so many chances yesterday. Hogan then got an equaliser with another nice header, a nice glanced on header. Before the equaliser, didn't Birmingham like score a goal that was disallowed? They had one that was disallowed for offside as well. Yeah, very close. 
it was tight, but he was probably just off. Again, it's one of those where we can't. Know, the angle we have is, is not straight line. It's at a weird 45 degree angle. So it's hard to call yeah. when you're looking back at it. Yeah. That's it. But they, Encouraging you know, strong man though. Definitely with Hogan getting two goals like he's meant to do, you know. But yeah, it's it's it was a strange game, all right, Stephen Phil, you know. It's it's uh, as I said, if the Wilshire made a difference, like 100%. Like we were we were talking yeah. yesterday about Birmingham. If they played that well, they must be disappointed. Yeah. They need, they played well, like and they still lost. But and the goal, they'll be really disappointed with the goal that you know ultimately won it for Bournemouth. Dan Juma, who was brilliant as well yesterday, it must be said. Yeah. He Terrorised them down the wing. He put a ball across the box that Billing was able to tap in at the back post. How it went that far without anybody getting near it is beyond me. Yeah. And how Billing was allowed that much room. Yeah. There wasn't a player, I'd say, within three yards of him. Yeah. And he was, what, about two yards from goal when he tapped it in? Not even, about one yard. Yeah, it wasn't the best defending in the world from Birmingham. I think that will disappoint the manager as much as anything else. Because they had a chance to, you know, get a nice away draw to Bournemouth, a bit of confidence. As it is, they lose, and because of other results, they're now in the relegation zone. So. Yeah, I think they're a big trouble. Big trouble, yeah. I agree, 100%. And it's a shame, but they've done nothing at that club for the last year or two, you know. It's, um, Them and Wickham are two of the teams that are definitely gone. Yeah, they're in a lot of trouble. And, you know, there's, you know, Derby not playing. Derby, they're really going to be up against the two. If Sheffield Wednesday are in trouble too, like, but... You know, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and yeah. see what happens, I suppose, when it comes to the relegation. It's going to be exciting down at the bottom as much as it is at the top at the moment because there's not many points between those teams at the bottom. Yeah. It's going to be two other than that. that last day of the season, second last day of the season, I'm telling you, it's going to be, we're going to be on the edge of our seats. Absolutely. We move on then to uh, Mick McCarthy and his first win as a manager. Um, it was their longest run in five years without a win coming into this one. And obviously he'd drawn the first two uh, games. Um, Cardiff scored more goals from set pieces than any other team yeah. in the championship. And Bristol City know that. Everyone knows that. So they're going to be really disappointed with that first goal. Yeah, it was yeah, really bad defending. You know, Nelson with the, with the header. And it was just, it wasn't marked at all. Um, you know, Wilson set that one up. Wilson was very, very good again yesterday. He was kicked Much. all over the park yesterday, but he did okay. And then um added another one with Ojo, uh, who's unknown from Liverpool, I believe, isn't he? We've talked about him before. Put in a nice cross for Moore at the back post. Yeah. Great header from Moore down into the ground. Keeper doesn't have a hope. Um, strange one though, because uh, Phillips came on for his debut and goal for Cardiff after Smithies went down. It was it was a strange one because uh, Lansbury, who was making his debut, Henry Lansbury for Bristol City, was getting ready to line up a free kick, and uh, suddenly Smithies just called the ref's attention and just kind of leaned up against the goalpost, feeling sick. And uh, yeah, the the paramedics came on. They were heading to him for about eight minutes. Phillips had to come on goal. Smithies was stretched off. Now he was sitting up, and I think it was a case of he just wasn't feeling well because I haven't seen much since. Yeah, you weren't talking about what's what's happened to him or anything like that, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. play resumed. Lansbury hit the free kick. Philip saved it, and you know Bristol didn't really do much. I think um, Dedio had one near the end where he was, you know, had a good chance, but he slipped as he was going to kick it, and that was the end of that chance. But you know, yeah, it's um, 
Yeah, it was a strange one. Obviously, seeing that, it's not a good sign, you know, when a game stalled for so many minutes, you you, you sometimes think the worst because there's been scenarios over the years in football. But uh, hopefully he's all right. Um, you know, big, big, big concern for a lot of the, the players and the fans, you know. But it's, um, I suppose, a good win for Big Mick on his birthday as well, which was incredible. So happy yeah. birthday, Big Mick. Yeah. And uh, it, it's a win Cardiff needed, really, to just make sure they don't get sucked into that relegation battle. Yeah. Because, again, Cardiff are probably, like you were talking about, Gary, about the goal for Nottingham Forest this season will be to stay up and then build on it. And Cardiff, I'm sure, are in the same boat. Let's just make sure we stay in the division. And yeah. next season, then we'll build. Yeah. And, you what know, but Bristol yeah. City in real trouble. Four defeats in their last five home games. Yeah. The no, thing is, they're, they're the kind of team that could go on the run again. We've always said this loads of times, but yeah, they could go on the run. They have it a I lot. Forget how much, I forget how much possession they had yesterday, but it was high. It was about 68, 69% of the ball or something. It was, it was pretty high, and they just didn't do anything with it. Yeah, much at the end. It's uh, yeah, it's it's Bristol are a good club, and we we did give them, you know, we, yeah. we regarded them highly at the start of the season when we spoke about them. Like, but as I say, it's just uh, it's a grueling season, and we're, we're seeing who's made of rock at the moment. And yeah, yeah, they're in trouble. They won't get relegated, but look, they 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 really need to start getting a few wins out. Um, but Cardiff are on the up, and I reckon next season we're going to see Uton and Mick McCarthy. Bringing a number of Irish boys and and it's it's good news for the Irish lads and they they can challenge next season. I know I'm jumping the gun, but it's 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 the championship, you know. Give give the manager a bit of time and they'll turn things around. And I think Forest and Cardiff will be they'll be dangerous teams next season. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think you have two good managers at those clubs and like Cardiff are not even a year removed from being in the playoffs. So it's yeah. not like they're a bad team. They just need to kind of get going and maybe have one or two in, like you said. Maybe he'll bring in a couple of the Irish lads he knows or, or whatever and get them going again because you know Cardiff are a big club as well, right? So hopefully, yeah. hopefully they start firing from here on out now and a, a good run for the Irish lads in the championship next season. Yeah, exactly. The managers move on then to a, another Irish lad who got a, I think, was the discount of the season yesterday, Luton and Huddersfield 1 1. James Collins, I think it was his tank goal of the season, and knocked oh, yeah. one in. Um, you know, a good ball, but they kind of let Collins run on him and he just hit it in. Uh, Potts, very unlucky not to have them two up before half time. And uh, Huddersfield looked much more dangerous the second half. I think Pippa had one fired wide, Holmes forced an excellent save out of Sluga, and then Collins had a chance to make it 2 0. Just, just couldn't get to the cross, just couldn't turn it in like he couldn't get enough on it. One of those ones where you know, he needed to be another couple of inches tall, I think, and he'd have been all right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Nabi Sire then, you know, free kick, the keeper probably should have done better. Yeah, oh, yeah. In the it was very, yeah, it was very, like, he took a shot and he kind of couldn't control it. Yeah, and Sire was there to just tap it home. Then yeah. in stoppage time, Tofolo, who was very good for Huddersfield yesterday, it has to be said, got sent off for a lunge on Ray, who... Um, I don't know, looking back in it, it looks almost like he slipped. Yeah. But the way he slipped, both his feet went into the air, so it looked like he jumped in two-footed. Yeah, 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 it did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it was, um, it was Ray, then ironically, very, very late on, the guy that he tackled, that got his head to a brilliant ball in, and it just, keeper was completely beaten, and it just came back off the post. Yeah. You know? 
Luton are a team that are just going to be should be delighted with where they are. They really should. Yeah. Collins, they probably I think yeah. next season they're going to be in trouble again, though. Luton, yeah. yeah. They, you never know. You never know who they bring in. Good manager there who knows who knows the club as much as anything else, which is always handy. Um, I mean, these are two teams now that are kind of just going to stay around mid-table, but it looks like yeah. it's... Yeah. yeah. They'll be happy with that. They will. Collins, yeah, lads. Like, Collins doesn't get enough appreciation. I know he's got a hat-trick already this season. Great player. And... Um, you know, he's very underappreciated. Like, you know, he's not talked about as much as he should be. Um, yeah. But he's doing a good job of looting. And he's partially one of the reasons they're doing all right this season, you know. So, credit to James Collins. Um, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. And, I mean, without him, Luton don't score a lot of goals. Yeah. They don't really have guys to chip in, you know. With does, he, with... does he get games for Ireland? Not really. The odd time. The odd time. The odd time. He's, he, they've used him a lot as, like, a hold-up man. Um, the old days, but like it's the same kind of when you think of Hogan as well, who's doing okay this season. I think he's got eight goals this season. Yeah. He's another guy that kind of doesn't really get much of a look in at the Irish team. Yeah. Um, and when you think of like Shane Long, you know, started yesterday. Yeah. Um, it and didn't really, you know, get many efforts on goal. I think one Wiltshire played him in and Long um, got the shot on target that was kind of well saved. He was kind of forced a bit wide from the path. But there's not a lot of Irish strikers that are playing week in, week out, other than these lads in the championship. That's yeah. it. So yeah. surely it's one of them should be getting the nod. They're playing every week, they're scoring goals. Yeah, I think so. I think like even your man Curtis, I know we're dropping the league, but Curtis there at Portsmouth, like he's um he's doing very good. Like he scored again yesterday. Yeah, he's constantly scoring. I think Collins, like if 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 I was a manager, like you know, because we're not really producing many Premier League players, obviously Seamus Coleman's down now and you know, we've Kevin Long on a couple of lads. I would show the scores in. I'd have Curtis and Collins start the next one. Yeah, I mean, you've, you do have Aaron Connolly, I suppose, the Brighton, kind of in and out of that team. But I, you definitely played like of Collins and Hogan over lads that are sitting on the bench in the Premier League. Exactly. Like, Shane Long shouldn't start for Ireland anymore. No, until he gets a run of games. Now, a boardman, maybe. And, you know, if he starts scoring goals again, yeah. get his confidence up. But, yeah, I mean, go with the lads that are playing. Yeah, definitely. Why, why, why put a, a player that's after getting fourteen goals in League One or yeah. you know, twelve goals, ten goals in League in the Championship? Why put him on the bench when you have a Premier League player that's not is firing blanks in the Premier League? Confidence is everything, and it's it doesn't matter what kind of a player you are. Like in England, the League One Championship are probably they're they're, they're tough leagues. You know what I mean? So yeah. I would start Collins and and, and um, Curtis in the next game. Now I know we're off the ball a bit, but look, they deserve a chance. Especially Absolutely. if are they are they friendly games next month? Yeah, uh, I assume they are. I mean, they're not starting the qualifiers yet, so they must. But they don't do friendlies anymore. They do that. Um, well, the league thing, whatever it league, is. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we move on. So I suppose to another game yesterday. It was kind of a scoreline that was a little undeserved, even though it wasn't really because they took their chance as well. Yeah, I thought Middlesbrough could have easily been ahead two one. Could have, it could have been, yeah, yeah, it could have been. And I mean, it could have been for all this one, if not for Ray and goal for Bournemouth or for Brentford, who even after the match, as manager said, was their man of the match. Brentford used yeah, he, oh, he was outstanding. He, he, he there's there two saves. I don't know how he saved the second one. 
Like, I had what? no idea. There was a double save. Yeah, the double save one, yeah. From Belonga had a shot, and it came back to Savile. And I don't know how he got up to save Savile shots, because Savile was like, trying to put it in the top corner off the yeah. rebound. Yeah. And then later on, there was another double save that he made. And then there was another one that Savile hit on him, and he managed to save it. I don't know how he did it. Uh, Belassi had another good shot that he saved. Ray was just, he was unbelievable yesterday. Keep her out. And all that after a ridiculous start for him where he almost basically kicked the ball into his own net. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Brentford lads. Brentford are a pleasure to watch. Absolute pleasure to watch. They deserve to come up and, and get into the Premier League after last season. Yeah. Ivan Tony is just every show we mention him, lads. It's, it's it's very rare we mention him. He is just the informed striker at the moment. He got two goals yesterday, and um, both of them kind of Two of the easier goals he that scored. Chest this pass game. was unbelievable. Yeah. Which one? The chest pass. That was brilliant to set up there. Uh, Jansen, was it? No, not yeah. Jansen. Set up there. Himself. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was brilliant. I mean, twenty-two goals he's got. What age? Twenty-four. Twenty-four only. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's melts. Salt melts and. He's very very good. Yeah. Very very good. Brilliant to watch. There's a lot. A lot of teams looking at trying to sign him, and they're going to have to pay a lot of money for him. I know there there is talk of the likes of Arsenal looking at him to replace Lacazette because he does a lot of the same things. Yeah. In terms of holding up the ball, well, he'll be forty million easily. He will be. He will be, and that's that's you know, and that's the way Brentford do business. They'll take that, then they'll buy someone for about fifteen who'll just step in and do the same things again. Court court this. Yeah, the way they're able to just find players is unbelievable. But uh, yeah, I suppose. They, they, as you say, like, you remember the players Arsenal bought in over the years. Brentford, the exact same. They have the most amazing scouts out there to look and, and find these players. It's unbelievable because you think of, was it 27 goals Ali Watkins scored in the league last season? Yeah. And you're like, well, how are they going to replace that? And now with like 19 games left, Tony has five goals off what Watkins scored in the whole of last season. Yeah. <laughs> you know, That's it, it's exactly. crazy. You know, he's going to score like 35 to 40 goals this season, probably, by the time it's all said and done. Yeah. Did he hit the hat-trick this season? I don't think he has. He hit the hat-trick. He hasn't got a hat-trick. Yeah, he scored two a lot. And he's yeah. going to get the hat-trick. Yeah. Um, very unlucky, though, like you say here. And... Was it the uh, was it the second goal or the third goal? I can't remember where McNair slipped. The last one, I think. And um, before that, it was very unlucky. Like third goal, actually. very very. Oh, you're right, the third one. Third one, like when it was two one and the game was still there for Burrick, because they were, like we said, Ray made some great saves. Yeah. But that was really unlucky for McNair to just. Yeah. You know, conditions weren't brilliant, but to just slip when you're the last man, there's nothing worse because. You're just on the ground looking at the player running through. Yeah. yeah. It was a Jensen's goal, I think, that one, yeah. yeah. Uh, strange one, but great, great win again for uh, for Brentford. Huge. Who just, October 24th, the last time they've lost the match in the league. Yeah. They're playing yeah. support. 20-something games. They're the longest team in England, I think, with, with yeah. an unbeaten record. Yeah. I mean, they're a point behind Norwich now with a game in hand, which is midweek away to Reading. Yeah. And uh, Borough are still seventh, despite the fact that they haven't won in six, that they've won win, I think, in six games. Yeah. Borough are still seventh in the table. And, uh, you know, they're five points behind Bournemouth. I said, Warnock, not too happy about that, lads, but it's, it's yeah. Borough have 
surpass what we said they were going to do. At one stage, we thought they were a big trouble. But look, they could really bounce back. As I said, look, they're just kind of within touch and distance. Rack up two, three wins, then, you know, we're, we're off in a different world, bro. That's it, exactly. That's it. I mean, they're like, like we said, they're still only one place and five points outside the playoffs, even yeah. though they've only won one in six. Yeah. So their form turns around because those teams that are kind of between fourth, fifth and sixth, their form has been very up and down lately. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We'll go on then to the one Phil mentioned earlier in the day, which is Millwall, Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, four goals for Millwall. Um, finally yeah. a few of them. But uh, Peterson, his seventh of the season. Woeful, uh, woeful defending. Yeah. It was it was poor defending and Millwall must have feared the worst because they don't win at home yeah. this season at all. And then a foul on Ryan, that's a horse score from the spot. And then Westwood, we talked about him during the week. He just kept Millwall out in that first half. Yeah. And for so, so long, it was just Millwall against Westwood. And Bovardson and Hutchinson then with, um, I think it was two goals in a minute. One of them was um, a strange kind of a cross. Yeah, it was a weird one. He looked like he was passing it, but it just went in. Went in, it kind of caught Westwood unawares. But those two goals, like on 68, 69 minutes, finished it off, really. Bradshaw made it four late on. Um, a few draws on the bounce for Millwall before this one, so a good win for them again is they're another team, I suppose, that'll hope to go on a run and will uh, just be happy enough to just stay in the division this season and look to next yeah, season. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe bring in, you know, a goal scorer, although scoring four yesterday, they'll hope some of the players can keep on. Wednesday, though, have been in decent form, but they, you know, they need to get back there. They have a manager out there. No, they still have your man in as a caretaker at the moment. Yeah. Um, they need a manager. They were just built. Yeah. I mean, they were just totally outplayed in the game yesterday. There's, you know, they have to hold their hands up to that one. Yeah. But they need to start getting the wins again and putting the pressure on because the teams around them are winning, which is kind of strange. Yeah. That's it, exactly. Who is like, I wonder, was Joey Barton also running up there? Yeah, it's a strange one. It's you strange act- that. You actually they have more. It's like they haven't had, you know, a manager for a while. I don't know where they just planning to stick with this guy as long as they can because the farm hasn't been bad. Yeah. And just maybe in the summer, see have they been relegated or not, and then decide. Yeah, maybe. You know, it's a it's a strange one though. It's a strange. I think if they go off and they lose their next game and the one after that, then they'll definitely be looking to bring someone in straight away. I think so. But, uh, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Like Darren Moore is linked to it for ages. He is, but I mean, if he's he's in that kind of situation of like he's doing so well where he is at Doncaster, does he think you know we might go up, they might go down? And you know, like in League One as well, the the manager Lincoln must surely be someone someone looking at. Yeah. Yeah, but again, it's it's one of those where going to a club that would be a bigger club, but do they want to leave? And then, you know, it's, 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 if you put it into perspective, like as you say, if he gets Doncaster up, he's an absolute legend at Doncaster. But like, you leave Doncaster, you have the Doncaster fans saying, right, F you, goes to Sheffield yeah. Wednesday then, and does they get relegated. They get relegated. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's a lose lose. I'd stay at Doncaster, to be honest. Yeah. He's, he's a smart manager. Like, he's got a big future in the game more um, as a manager. So I, I'd, I'd stay at Doncaster. 
Joey Barton would pick up that Sheffield Wednesday job because he's doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would be surprised. I'm telling you, Matt, my words. Move on then to um, Preston and Rotherham. In this one, Rotherham have been in very, very, very good form. And uh, another win for them. Um, yeah, like they're really good. They, they, they have so much confidence now, so. Yeah. And I mean, he was able to rest players yesterday and they still picked up the win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what an awful start. It was about 15 seconds. I think they put down the 17 seconds officially yeah. on the clock, straight from the kickoff. A cross came in, Rafferty with a beautiful Michael Dubery esque diving header into his own net. Yeah. <laughs> 15 seconds on the clock. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, horrible start for Preston. But yeah. then they dominated really most of that half. Malumbi had a chance. Um, you, you know, Johansson and Gold made a couple of saves, but then again, they just kind of fell asleep. And then Willie's got a, a goal again, not great defending, yeah. not good defending at all, really. And it was 2 0 to Rotherham. Chad Evans did pull one back with about 20 minutes left. Yeah, uh, Rotherham held on. There was Scott Sinclair put one in that was ruled offside, that was probably just about offside. Yeah, he again, very, they, is very close. We have that horrible angle where we can't look across, so you've got to give the linesman the benefit of the doubt there because he is looking straight across. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good, good window for Rotherham. Uh, look, they're up into 28 now, out of the relegation zone. They still have a couple of games. How are pressing 11? It's just there. Remember, they're away from early on in the season. That's what yeah. it was when they, they win something like eight or nine of their first 10 away games. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you both, though, is. I suppose Preston are 11th at the moment, nine points outside the playoffs. And yeah. the manager is definitely going to stay till the end of the season. Yeah. Will he be the manager in the first game of next season? I think he is. I think so? Yeah. Um, all depends on who's around. Do you know? It's, it's, if fans are back in the stadium, then I'd say he will stay. But it just depends who's around, Steve. Who who's available? Who, if if there's a manager that's you know knocking on a door like and he has that appeal like then yeah you go for him. But Jesus, they're, they're blessed to be where they are in the league. You know what I mean? They have a huge squad. Like the, the in-depth squad of Preston is it's Preston have some squad like you know what I mean. So it's it's they're underachieving. Um, but yet again, the manager is decent. Like he's been in the Premier League, you know. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's a tricky one. No, Once right. what they did in January is, is that going to count against them? I think eight players out and eight players in. That's a massive yeah. turnover. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose they made a few quid, though. It would Ben Davis going and they've obviously yeah. made a few pounds, you know, but it's, it's, they're just a club that we love to watch because obviously there's so many Irish connections and, and you know, there's a lot of Irish lads in the squad, but. I mean, Phil said it like how they way, how they are where they are. It's, it's mad. I know they've won so many away games. Look, fans aren't mm-hmm. in the game, and I know fans make a huge difference. Or oh, they'd be booed off the pitch every week. Yeah, so I mean, their home form has been awful all yeah. season. You know, so it's, it's the case. Hopefully, come September, I'm sorry, August, that it, you know fans are left back into the stadium, and and you know we'll give you one more bash, buddy. But if you're not good enough, come January, you're definitely getting sacked. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, they're coming to the stage now where they need to be pushing for the playoffs next season at the minimum. Yeah. yeah. With the squad they have. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
move on then to a, a team that are in kind of a good run of form and another kind of knocked back for Blackburn who seem to be pushing towards the playoffs and then they get a couple of defeats. It seems to be the way they're going all season. But yeah. uh, QPR came better lately. Uh, kind of a win against the run of play in some ways because Blackburn were much better after they conceded. Yeah. Uh, Barba with the goal, absolutely horrific defending goal. Awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. I, I had a feeling QPR beat them, to be honest. Yeah, but it was it was one of those games, though, really, wasn't it, where um, Blackburn had a lot of chances and they just didn't take them, really. Armstrong, yeah. his pace was good. Harvey Elliott had a good chance that he fired over. Bieng saved well from Armstrong, and then Holtby followed up another shot blocked by Dickey. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Bieng was just good all day, really. Except near the end, I think he dropped one to Gallagher. But a last-ditch challenge from Lee Wallace kind of saved him that time. Tough loss for Blackburn because they played well. They just didn't take their chances. Yeah. 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 We, we said last week, if you remember, QPR will win three, four games in a row and then lose four games in a row. Yeah. It's, it's Bear bet was the difference there for QPR. Obviously, he got a good goal. Yeah. Uh, but, like, Armstrong was a lot, lot quieter than normal. Harvey Elliott, like, you know, he was kind of a wire. But, like, QPR just... They just show how frustrating they are. Like, you know what I mean? They can win and beat the big teams and they lose then against the Wickhams and all that. You know, it's it's yeah. mad. It's mad. There's no balance there, like. That's it. No, no. And it's, um, you know, good win for QPR who are another team that needed a couple of wins to just make sure they're not dragged down to the bottom. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Blackburn were on a charge for the playoffs and again, they're just, you know, after stalling there now yesterday and it seems to be the way it's gone for them all season where they go on these great runs. I mean, I think they're the second highest scorers in the league behind Brentford, so... Yeah. They can't hit the ball in the net. Yeah. So Arf, we move Arf, on Arf, Arf, Arf. He is, he is. And like we said, Elliot has been very good since he came in as well. They just an off day yesterday, I suppose. They can't, you know, score goals every week. They'll probably come out now next week and hammer somebody 5-0. That's it. You know, when they suddenly all their shots go in. And there's usually a nil all somewhere along the line. And we had one yesterday at Stoke who just don't score enough goals, really. But they're so yeah, hard they, to beat. They draw so many games. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're ninth. They're six points from the playoffs, yet they haven't won in ten. Yes, nice. You That's know, Reading are four. How are they? How are they there? That high? So many draws, like you said. I mean, they haven't won in 10, but they haven't lost that many of those either. Yeah, they're about eight draws. Um, yeah, Reading are fourth after this draw. Wasn't really great. Nothing really happened until Fletcher put the ball in the net, but was judged to be offside. Very tight call again. Yeah. Because I'm not a million percent from the angle we had convinced the ball went forward from McLean. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was close. The so I suppose we have to go with the lines on that one. Uh, it was a nice finish too, a nice overhead kick from Fletcher. McLean yeah. then went down in the box. He was booked for diving for that one. Um, Bat had a chance for Stoke before half time. It was blocked for a corner. And then Ejaria kind of grew into the game for Reading. I know he had a shot laid on that was saved by Gunn. And Jerry as well had a chance to play Joe in. And, you know, he just overhit the pass, which was kind of unfortunate. I think Joe had one shot as well that he nearly put out of the stadium <laughs> at some stage in the game as well. And, it was a great game overall, though. No, it wasn't. I think Cousins had one at the end. You know, I think he got his head to it, and you know, 
it was an easy enough save, really, to be fair. Yeah, fourteens probably should have. I don't know. I don't. I, th I think a point doesn't do Reading that much. Like they needed a win. Doesn't do much for either. Doesn't do much for either team, really. I suppose keeps Reading in the playoffs. It's another point for them. Yeah. Doesn't help Stoke get closer to Bournemouth, and it's you know. But neither team deserved to win it because neither of them created much. No. Yeah, just a flat game. It's 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 a typical fixture in Stoke. Yeah. Was but they haven't got the firepower like, like McLean's not a striker like. No, no. and there are Fletcher's about thirty eight. Yeah. yeah, and even yeah. they haven't tried yet. You know, the term the bicycle kick like that's you know Fletcher was a great striker like you know still still can do a yeah. job and still can position a few goals. But yeah. when you look at Stoke lads like you know you you add Joe Allen you know Obi McKell, you know I think it's uh, Sam Zaklukas up in the in the centre yeah, park like yeah. yeah you have Jack Clark Fletcher and McLean. Playing basically as your front three, kind of just outside your yeah. front three, yeah. not good enough. It's it's no. I know O'Neill leads like O'Neill's a great manager. Like and there's money at Stoke, but they need they need to get two or three, you know, good strikers in. If they had one decent striker, just say a frag and say oh, even Tony was there, then yeah. it's a totally different, you know what I mean, proposition. But look, they're just not um, to be where they are with the team they have. Yeah. They're lucky, I mean, and that's the truth. Stoke are yeah. very blessed to be where they are with the team they have right now. Yeah. No, it will change. Mm -hmm. I think a lot's, a lot's going to change the next year, and uh, they just need to get in one or two good strikers. And then, if they get the goals, they'll be fine. Yeah, and you look at O'Neill, he's been there about a year now. They were dead and buried. They were in League One yeah. when he took over, yeah. more or less. There was no hope for them. No. So, for them to be about a year on from that, ninth. In the table, six points off the playoffs. Like you said, without the top class striker, that just shows how good a manager the guy is. Unbelievable. And like as you say, look, you look at the players there, like you know what I mean? It's it's he's got the back playing well because they're obviously not conceding much. Goalkeepers, you know, grand, but it's just like McLean is a quality player, always there just on the wing coming into that box. And Fletcher is Fletcher, like you know what I mean? But it's 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 as you say, two or three players, lads, and yeah. They, they are going to be a top six team, no problem. Like Sam Vokes, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't say much about Sam Vokes. He's been around a long time. I think he was at Burnley for a while as well. But look, getting get in two or three decent players in Stoke would be a top six team every season if they don't go up, you know? I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. As long as they can hang on to their manager because he's going to be wanted by clubs. Oh, yeah. Tactically, he's a genius, lads. He's He's... He's like a Brendan Rodgers, or he's like he knows the game inside and out. Like so, if you have him with a, with a more established team and have money and this and that, that man can buy you know, make him superstars. Like we know how well he did in the League of Ireland at Rovers, and then he went and what he did for Northern Ireland in terms of qualifying them for tournaments. Unbelievable, you know. And now at what he's done for Stoke, where they were almost relegated to what? now almost being in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. if you're a Premier League club, he's got to be one of the managers you're thinking, I might take a punt on this guy. Of course, but if you look at them, even the managers that get teams promoted, like Norwich and, and you know, you know, the lads of Waff and all that, like, if, if you're looking for a proper manager, a manager for a long-term assessment, you're going to go to Michael O'Neill because tactically he proves it every week. He, he could go to Wickham and Wickham could draw any game and probably stay up. So he knows how to work with the players. And as I said, Stoke are just lacking out one or two bit of a spark of front. If they had it, they'd easily be in the top six. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 
we move on then to the, the I final game. Back before we move on, just two seconds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just before we do that, because otherwise I'll be annoyed. No worries. Pasture breaks are essential. Yeah, that's it. Like uh, your man, was it? Um, Shitting yourself on telly. You me a few weeks ago. Yeah. When he was on a hat trick for Arsenal. <laughs> you had yeah. to take him off. Yeah. You had to take him off with about 10, 15 minutes ago because he had to go for a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sir. It happens. It happens. Yeah. You didn't do a Gary Lineker on it and just shit on the bench. But... I remember that. It's against Ireland in the World Cup. Yeah. They used to put the, the old knock out of the side of the shorts and go for a slash near the yeah. feet. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Good times. How's all the family, Steve? All good? Very grand. That's good. Everyone's good. Everyone's good. Ooh, just looking to do a few more bits now during the week. Send out some more emails and that. Now that I'm not walking miles every day, I have more time to do that. Yeah. Hard, and I, I, suppose, I, suppose, I suppose there's no atmosphere really for anyone like, because we're all just in a fucking slump over this COVID shit like. yeah, that's it like same thing every day it wears you down a bit like that's why it's good to keep busy I suppose I tell you I'll appreciate a coffee when we get back out you know like yeah, yeah. small little, like when we used to meet for a coffee and stuff you know they uh, you start to be like Christmas though when we get to do that that's it, that's it. And I'm going to just keep pushing people until they can get a few more interviews in. I yeah. know there's a few local ones I could get all right, but we'll go to them. You know, next. Get, on to, get on to Owen and get some of the acts that were at Super 7. You talk yeah. about you know, how they've done that. Oh, yeah. I could definitely talk to some of them that played that time. Like They'll always be up for a chat. Yeah. Um, those those lads that we covered, some of them were very good, Like, but I put a bit yeah. of research into them because we know Feroat is Mount Wellen, but... Yeah, if we need them, yeah. and they're always them. And I'll probably get to Franks and Walters as well at some stage. Yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah, I, I found it like I found when I got back the laptop in my head, I was saying to myself, I'm going to borrow myself out now and fucking send emails and stuff. But I think I only sent out five or six emails for interviews, so I think next yeah. week is a different week where I'll be refreshed because. As I yeah. said, I had a lot of kind of my plan with Georgie and, and yeah. this management crew because Georgie's only like um he's a part owner of a fellow called Jason Davis. So yeah. I was I was back and forth with him on Zoom and shit, like and I'm like, fucking hell, like I'm like, you know, I, I need to be educated here, lads, and on what your what do we get from it? Like in like yeah. it's you know what I mean, there's 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 pros and cons, like and and I wanted to make sure that like, you know what I mean, it's not something fucking stupid, like you know what I mean, but it's it's they, they take basically they have a team where they'll commercially try and brand us there and then say yeah. if they get someone like fucking BMW to sponsor they give her 10 grand they take 10% then so that's how they make their money and yeah. I was like what the fuck do I get so if I'm looking after Willie O'Connor and Patrick Horkin or you get 10% I'm like what do you get then like yeah. uh, or we might try and take 5% like so I'm like I'm getting 500 euro so it's just pros and cons, but look, I, I'm still trying to educate myself. It's fucking. But look, it's, it's handy money when it comes in. When it comes in, because yeah. yeah, I know he was talking about doing something with myself as well. Regards to the more like actors and things, I'd have to like yourself. I'd have to know how it would work because actors are not sports guys. It's very different. Like. Yeah, it's it's um Steve, as I say, look with, with with these fellas, not Georgie necessarily, but a lot of these fellas are just uh, they're fucking bluffers. Like we saw one of them down there. Yeah. 
Where do we see him? Inside of Kisby? He was right. Oh, yeah. Because the likes of Mark now, you know, Mark has gone to Kerry, like. Yeah. Mark has been looking for me to kind of help him out as, like, like managing him and that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. And a few other actors. But, like, again, I have to see what it will be because it's a lot of effort to be putting in. And also, actors, lot, don't get, actors don't get that much money either. Yeah. No, well, he'd be he'd be one that would be in kind of bigger productions, right? You know what I mean? Uh, but it'd be looking after them kind of a thing. No, there would be very little money in it, like that's the thing. That is the thing. Like you, your best bet was to ring um, you know, the guy that um you brought over there a few times, um, Chris. Chris, yeah. Well, I talk to Chris all the time. He'd he'd tell you straight away the, the pros and cons, like you know what I mean? Like when I spoke yeah. to Patrick Organ, Hoggy was like fucking like I was like, I'm gonna cut to the bullshit, Hoggy. I was like, I I, I know this is what's going to happen and this is what they're going to try and take. Yeah. He's like, what happens if someone comes to me directly because he gets up, he has no agent. Like he, people go to him directly for deals. I was yeah. like, that's your own business. I was like, you deal with that. Yeah. I was keep that in a hush, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, fuck that, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's all a learning curve. It is, it is, it is. So like I said, I'd have to say, like, I don't mind helping Mark. I wish that's just what it comes to. If it's just me looking after Mark, I don't mind. Yeah. And one or two others. But, um, yeah, we'll wait and see. And that wouldn't be like as like his agent. He'd have to have another agent who would deal with all the. But that would be more like helping him with um, like auditions and prepping for him and yeah. making sure he's looked after and that kind of stuff and set. Oh, I walk as, yeah, but, uh, that kind of thing. Are you good there, so Phil? Yeah. All right. So we'll move on. So to the last one, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we move on to the last game of the day yesterday, we were talking about Stephen Fletcher as a 38-year-old, but a 37-year-old was the star yesterday in the Wickham Nottingham Forest game. And Glenn Murray didn't do brilliant at Watford, didn't get much of a look in, but Chris Hewton was his manager at Brighton when he did very, very well. Yeah. Back with Chris Hewton and back scoring goals. Yeah. yeah. So yesterday. He was very good yesterday. Great lob for the, the first one. Took it really, really well. Then he kind of won the penalty himself. Yeah. where he's just used all his 37 years experience to make sure he was between both defenders and one of them was going to bring him down. Yeah. And he, uh, lucky, I would say, the penalty. The keeper got a good hand to it, but it still went in. Still went in. You take it. I, yeah. I, I reckon if he stayed on, he would have got the hat-trick. I think he came off around the 70-minute mark. But yeah. it just goes to show that man management is everything. You yeah. novice knows him. Um, he came in, he scored two goals. If he stayed at Watford, he probably would have scored all season. So, yeah. manager at club makes a difference, you know. We see players at teams, they don't shine. They go to a different club and they shine. So, yeah. you knew what he was doing and it was a massive win for Forrest. Huge. That's it. That's it. That's it. Big, big win for them. But again, it's like Forrest seem to be like in good form. They've won, like we said, two in a row now. Yeah, but um, not maybe. Yeah, but still, they're only four points clear of Birmingham in the relegation zone. Yeah. It just goes to show you how good form, other than Birmingham, who have like dropped dramatically down the table, it yeah. shows how good the form of the teams at the bottom have been. Yeah. yeah. It's, despite Forest's best effort, they're still not clear. Like, had they lost yesterday, they'd have only been a point above Birmingham. Yeah. yeah. It, Phil said it, Steve. It's like you look at Preston and, and yeah. you look at the air and how they're still there. Then you look at like a team like Forest, who we believe have been doing so well these last couple of games, and then they're still in that relegation battle. So 
there's a massive drop or you know if you're in the mid table you're always going to be there but it just goes to show like how crazy the championship is it's it's mad but like we said we we all love Wickham and they're a great story and the saddest thing is the season they've come up where the fans haven't been allowed into watch yeah. them yeah um, I think one game was it they had a thousand fans or something like that at one of the matches yeah um, it's awful but like they've lost four and drawn one the last five They've just three wins in their 27 games. They've only scored 18 goals in the 27 games. It's not looking good for Wickham. No, oh, it's horrible. But look, the, the great escape can still happen. They're rock bottom at 16 points. Obviously, um, nine points behind uh, Sheffield Wednesday with a game in hand. Look, it, it's still doable. But look, unfortunately, I believe Wickham will go home. And I had seen it. I'm a Liverpool fan. We waited 30 years to win the league. Fans could not celebrate. For Wickham, yeah. this is going to hurt, like, because, as you say, if the fans were there all season, that's with Wickham, they would have been thereabouts. Easily top, top, you know, 16th, 17th, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough um, tough one for them, too. There's another goal disallowed yesterday. That would have made it one all, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they, they've had so many goals disallowed. Yeah, uh, it's there's nothing going right for them. But yeah, there, there was a time there where it was every week there was something going against them. Yeah, yeah, yeah they've been unlucky. I think they've had three wins all season. Um, they've probably drawn seven, seven to ten games, and obviously lost eighteen or so. But like it's, um, they've been unlucky, and they ha- it's normally normally luck turns. You know what I mean? Normally it does, yeah. turn, but it's it hasn't turned. No, and a great, great manager as well. That's just so popular. So positive about everything. So we will um, leave the matches there now. We'll have a look ahead. But first, we'll go through our usuals. The best goal of the weekend? Um, I think it was second one. Nice, 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 nice interplay there between the two lads. Glen Murray. Yeah, Glen Murray's lob. Yeah, yeah Murray's me. Murray's me. Yeah, Murray. I'm, I'm going to go with the court boy. I'm going to go with Horahan on Friday night. His strike. Uh, the best player of the week? Um, I think the Brentford keeper. Yeah, Rhea. Very, very good. Yeah. Kept yeah. Them in that. I'll go for um, Ivan Tony. Just a massive fan. And yeah. when he's on yeah. form, he's on form. Yeah. Okay, no, I would agree with Terry. Go, I think Rhea was brilliant as well. Could go to either now. Yeah. Wonder if we got man of the match actually yesterday. It's something I'll have to look up. Because Tony scored two and set one up. Um. So I go with Tony as a uh, the best team. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Millwall, but Brentford, I think. Brentford looked very impressive, didn't they? Brentford, Swansea, Millwall, any of them could get it really. Yeah, yeah. They're all good. And any shocks this week or Millwall score? Millwall score four. Millwall score That's it. That's it. Um, a couple of games midweek. That we will look ahead to Tuesday night, Rotherham, home to Cardiff, one of their games in hand. Great game, that. Uh, a draw. A draw? Yeah, I reckon maybe a score draw there, one all or something. Yeah, I'd have to go for the same. I think they'll both take it too, to be honest. Yeah. And then we have the bottom two playing each other, Sheffield Wednesday, home to Wickham. I think Wickham, hopefully. You think hope, hoping for Wickham? Yeah. Yeah, me yeah. too. 2-1. Yeah. Yeah, I think that could be a game as well that Wickham could win and that could really put Wednesday in trouble. But uh, yeah, I'll go for a home win there though, 1-0 to Wednesday. 
And then we have on Wednesday night, the, like we said, Brentford's game in hand. They win it. They go top of the table. And they're away to Reading. 2-2, two, two, lads. Yeah. Two, two. You're going yeah. for a draw. Yeah. I think Brentford might might come out on top here again and kind of a high scoring one. Like the Bristol game a few weeks ago, maybe 3-2 to Brentford. Yeah. They've scored so many goals lately. Did we say it's something like 14 goals yeah. in three games? Yeah. Madness. Then Friday night's match is a big one, and one we'll be watching with all the Irish lads for sure. It's Blackburn home to Preston. Uh, yeah, Blackburn. You going for Blackburn? I, I fancy Preston to nick this one away from home. Yeah. Like, obviously, we want to see Preston win all the time, you know, but it's yeah. just. Um, they're just not doing it at the moment. Obviously, Chad Evans got a good goal, and you know that's a good sign. Sinclair was unlucky, but look, yeah. I hope they do do it. You know, I yeah. always want to see you know Preston think, do well. Yeah, I think Preston might do it. I think it's going to be a great game. It could go either way, and um, because, like I said, and it's just always good to see the Irish lads playing, and it's always good to see Adam Armstrong play. So that's going to be a fun one on TV Friday, Saturday. Then we have the the games uh, Forest Bournemouth. That's an early kickoff, isn't it? Is that, is that half twelve? That's, that's the yeah. early kickoff, yeah. That'd I'm going to say Forest. Forest at home. Forest. I, I reckon maybe a draw on this one. Doesn't the morning start so always catch a? They can up. do. They can do. They can do. Yeah, Forest one Yeah, Birmingham Luton. Luton. Birmingham. You think Birmingham at home? I think this could be nil all. The nil all of this week. Uh, Cardiff against Coventry. Cardiff. Coventry. I think Cardiff will be tired, lads. Yeah, I think Coventry might win this one as well. I think just O'Hare, when he hears he's going to be called up to the Irish team. Yeah. Uh, inspires him. Uh, Derby, Middlesbrough. Banker for a draw. Derby. Yeah, Derby. I think it could be a draw as well, this one. Um, Huddersfield, Wickham. Wickham to win two in a row. B Sheffield yeah. wins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think this might be a draw. I think this might be one all or something like that. Uh, Norwich, who need a win, badly against Stoke, who haven't won in 10. Nil Stoke, one nil. Put all your money on it. Yeah, one nil Norwich. Nil on. One nil Stoke. Yeah. Uh, go one nil Norwich. They've won so many one nil games this season. Reading home to Millwall. Uh, Reading. Yeah, I think Reading on this one as well. Reading is 4 1. <laughs> yeah, right. And um, two kind of teams that are in a bit of form then playing each other. Rotherham home to QPR. Uh, QPR. And QPR trying this one. Three I, two. QPR. Yeah. yeah. I fancy Rotherham to keep the run going and win this one maybe two 0 Sheffield Wednesday home to Swansea. Swansea. Yeah, Swansea. Yeah, I think it has to be Swansea. I mean, Wednesday aren't scoring enough, and Swansea are so good back. Then another one, Watford home to Bristol City. Watford. Yeah. Watford yeah. at home. Surely they won't lose two in a row at home, so it has to be Watford. And then we have a game on Sunday to wrap it all up. Brentford against Barnsley. Brentford. It has to be the favourites for that one, but you never know. You never know. But uh, yeah, I reckon Brentford to win that one handily enough. 3-1 maybe. Yeah. So that'll be it, I suppose, for this week. Um, we won't have a midweek show this week on a, on Thursday or Friday like we usually do because there's only three games and with the weather coming in, how many of them even go ahead? Who knows? Yeah. So we'll be back with our usual one recorded on the Sunday to be out for Monday. 
yeah. uh, next week when we'll have all those games we just talked about to go through. So it's going to be a busy one next Sunday that we go through, lads. But uh, it'll be a lot of fun. And who knows who'll be in relegation at the end of that and who'll be in the top two spots after that because a lot of football next week. Yeah. So thanks for listening, everyone. Cheers. Thanks, guys.